I'm back, bigger, faster, and stronger than ever. My name is Ravi, and vacation was simply splendid last week. Thanks for asking. I'm joined by Krishna and Arjuna, my two brothers, and as usual, we have a packed lineup for you. We're talking about Lovecraft Country, Star Trek Lower Decks, New Mutants, Celeste Stallone, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and more than I want to mention in this intro. But before we go, I have a public service announcement. Please clear your throat. <clears> throat> Cobra Kai is on Netflix. You don't have to waste money on YouTube Red. I mean YouTube Premium. I mean, was it even still on YouTube? That is a question. These are the questions that are worth answering. What Cobra is... Cry. Cobra, Cobra Cry. Cobra Cry. <laughs> Cobra Cry. Wow, you guys Cobra are Cry. all over the place today. Huh? We are a, always a, all over the place. I have carb brain right now. I had half my Indian food. No, I have uh, carb brain. So the brain doesn't work that good. No more. Okay. Before, before we get really dive deep into the show um there was unfortunately a pageant of tragic passing uh this past weekend chadwick boseman at the age of i believe 43 mm. uh, unfortunately uh after battling cancer unfortunately lost and uh, did pass away uh, chadwick boseman was a fabulous amazing actor known for probably one of his biggest roles black panther um i have consistently joked about that movie having the worst cgi I still believe it has the worst CGI, but it has a great and amazing story. He also played roles such as Jackie Robinson. Um, he was also in that one that our student loves. Which one? 21 Bridges. 21 Bridges. <laughs> to be fair, he is easily the best part of that movie and makes it a, a functioning movie. Um, so without him, it would have been the worst movie. Of hot my garbage. Life. It would have been really bad. I mean, it was a bad movie. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. he he's all in. He's all in on the role. And that's... That's who he is. That was Chadwick. Yeah. He is an actor that he dives all the way in. He um, he inspired his colleagues. Um, Michael B. Jordan actually put out a Instagram post today, you know, expressing how Chadwick Boseman paved the way for him, helped him in his career, was you know a big important role. Um, the one thing I do want to talk about before, like I said, we get into the show is for all the assholes on the internet going on about Black Panther two, just please. Remember that you know people are mourning and dealing with this. It is not appropriate. It is not. It is not the right time to ask about what happens with the next film if there is another film or any of that. People are mourning. Give people space. Don't ask stupid questions and just generally be smart. Yeah, you know, he's, it's he's, it's internet etiquette. He and it's just etiquette in general. He's more of an, an actor and a role. He is a human being and a person. And uh, like any person, you and family, you need to let let those let people mourn, let mm-hmm. people um, deal with what they need to deal with, and that's that's a question. That's f- first off, first of all, first of all, that's not your concern as a consumer. Let the company figure that out down the road, and then talk about it whenever. Like just not immediately. It mm. just doesn't make sense. Right. I agree. Okay. Moving into other things that are, you know, not less uh, sad, <laughs> less sad, but still not as fun. Uh, great show, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. We finally got episode three this past week, and I obviously wasn't on last week for Lovecraft. I tried Country. to represent you well because I, I actually, I actually went in hating everything. I hated Lovecraft last week. Not hating it. I didn't like it as much as episode yeah. one. I didn't like lower decks, so I tried to I tried to represent you well uh, last week, and um, I was uh, I was convinced otherwise. 
So you, I don't know. You if were I, swayed on two of the three. Yes, I was swayed impressive. on two of the three. And I'm glad. Was, I'm glad I was. He was swayed on Lovecraft and Wizards. And Wizards. We couldn't. Yes. We couldn't sway him on Star Trek. Wait. Yeah. So you you went in last week with Love Lovecraft Country, uh, season episode two, and you thought it was bad. My issues were it, it were that I didn't enjoy it as much because it felt like two seasons worth of events in one episode, and it was just so much happening uh, that I could not digest it all in my brain. So. Um, to me, my enjoyment of it was a bit less than I would have wanted, and I think it was just because it felt stuffed. Gotcha. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's partly um, that's partly why I didn't like it either. Last week. Last week. Also, it just felt. I don't know if it was the television I was watching on. Oh, that's it right. just looked visually not the same as what we got from episode one, where it was this like that opening to me. It's still, that opening still. We're three episodes in. That opening is still the best thing I've seen of the show visually so far just because of how they did it with utilizing old footage color blending just cinematography everything about that was just great i didn't really get that sense in episode two and then in episode three episode three is weird but it's not as weird and i don't know if i like that or dislike that i think the one theme that has stuck throughout the entire three episodes is that racists are scarier than than anything else than magic like <laughs> this thing had full-on horror in terms of like these you know um deformed ghosts with blood and guts really and interesting ghosts <laughs> but like head, to that baby head <laughs> the baby head one like and the, the, those things you know usually that's supposed to be horrifying and scary but the thing that was horrifying and scary again like we talked about with the first episode was it was the racist of course the burning of the cross the the white people with the the horns on the on the the cars I, and standing there, like, I do have a question about yeah. that. Wouldn't the horns also be a nuisance to all the other neighbors <laughs> as well? You would, I would just say, no, I think just that saying, they were right? closer to the house that they were staying. What about in? the people next door and the people across the street? Like, if they weren't part of it, they're like, oh god. Listen, man, they're doing it for a cause. Okay, they were <laughs> I mean, doing it for the cause of driving out black people. Wow, Christian. so. I'm being sarcastic. I know you are. Obviously. <laughs> um, no, you hit the nail on the head. And I think that's why I liked episode one so much was because that the racism was scarier than the, 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 the magic. The vampires. Yeah. Um, what I liked about this episode, I'm just going to come, come off the bat and say my favorite part. My favorite part is these ghosts, and specifically Babyhead. I mean, <laughs> that, is, that is an alt. I love, uh, and it's going to sound weird. But I like it when babies are used in a creepy way. Do you remember 2001 Space Odyssey? Yeah. The giant star yeah, child? of course. There's something so disturbing about that. It's still, that, that is an iconic image in my brain. Oh, Toy Story. Because it's a star baby. Toy Story with the baby on the spider yes. head. Yeah, yes, yes. Babies, uh, and it's, it sounds weird, but babies are terrifying when used that way. And the impact is just really strong. Putting a baby's head on a grown man's body and as mm. a ghost Who's also talking? Yeah. I, 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 to me, that was just like that's well, the most, a most memorable part. So there's a little backstory to that. Spoiler alert: uh, yeah. the guy who owned the house was uh, a, a part of. It was a racist, <laughs> and he was a part of the Sons of Adam. Yes. Someone that was kind of excommunicated from the group because a scientist. He wanted or, to further his yeah. own ambitions, and I don't. You guys might have missed this this reference, but the tests he was running uh, on people experiments yeah. with the experiments were about time travel. 
Mm-hmm. So that's why uh, there's deformities. The, the, like that. Deformities like that. The deformity of the baby on the head of a grown man. I'm glad you said that because I thought he was doing experiments where he cut off a baby's head and sewed it onto yep. that body. So that's a little better. Yeah, I than did what that, I was imagining. I did too. Like when yeah. I when I watched it, that was what we thought. We were like, oh, like he's he was he's like mutilating bodies. Yeah, um, which he probably still was. Yeah, because sure. he's a sicko. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you hit the nail on the head, though. The racism is, and I, I think that's the point of this show, right? Uh, we got that very clearly from episode one, so it, like none of that is uh, is too surprising. Um, what I did really like as well is that it was a lot less going on. It was one one fairly easy to follow uh, story. story, yeah. And it, and it, also, it, it reminds me of like you know, an "Are you afraid of the dark?" episode. Like uh, this, like obviously much more mature than that. Do you remember like those uh, Nickelodeon or Nick at Night um, television show? Like, are yeah, you afraid of the, the dark? Yeah, um, yeah. It reminded me of that. It was like it's like a ghost story, uh, of course, with all these adult themes. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of CBS's new Twilight Zone. I was gonna say that, especially that that, that end shot. That was what I got <clears throat> with the elevator going all the way to the basement and then seeing all the racist dead down there. And then as you the lights were coming up, you saw more skeletons. Um, obviously, we're jumping all over the place here, but that scene at the very end, those skeletons, are those other racists or just other people in general? Uh, I feel like there were probably other people. Could those be the bodies of the eight dead? There's you know, way the, more than eight there. There was more of an eight. Sure. I think. But you, uh, so I'm assuming it's everyone, right? It could be the eight dead, the eight dead African-Americans. I, um, just, I took it as this house has a lot of secrets, and the house, even though they rid themselves of these ghosts... There is still some type of possession in the house, like the, the house is possessed and protecting itself by putting those bodies in the basement, right? Because, you know, Letty says like, "What three missing guys?" Like they had she, you know, maybe unless she's a great actress and was, you know, pretending she didn't know. I didn't. Well, that's get that what sense. that's what I yeah. assumed, right? Because that the house is hiding these bodies. No, I thought I yeah. got the sense that she and Tick did it. Because, I didn't get that sense at all. Because. Um, what else? Of course, they're gonna hide the bodies. Like you can't yeah. have three white men in your house and then not get arrested, for right? It, especially when you're black, yeah, right. So, I assumed she was, and she kind of like flipped her hair. So, it, to me, it seemed like she was a little not uncomfortable. She was clearly hiding it. So, I just assumed. I I love that idea. Though, the house is doing it. Uh, I'm just not sure if that's definitive. The, the reason I got that is because the elevator moves by itself again. Mm. So I assume that sure. the elevator is still possessed, sure. right? And that, that's the possession. Yeah, maybe. That was my assumption. Or if the default setting for the elevator is the ground floor. <laughs> the base, the creepy basement? Yeah. Or the the creepy, like it, it returns there when no one's calling it. The tomb? The tomb that, yeah. you know. The tomb. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, obviously, okay. uh, like Arjun was saying, the original owner was a member of the Sons of Adam. It's obviously clear the Sons of Adam is kind of the, the, the storyline through this whole thing. Atticus is related is a descendant of the main guy of the Sons of Adam. He obviously, at the very end of the episode, he goes and he discovers Christina, who it's clear Christina decided to cause a family rift for um, Letty and her family by you know providing the money from the mother. Under the pretense of the Under the, the mom, pretense yeah. of the mother, which, by the way, ultimate dick move. Like, clearly Letty's having issues with her, her brother and her older sister, and then all this money shows up. Um... And obviously, she's using it to go buy this house. This money—did she have the money then? With she got that money within that three-week period of episode two and three. That's what I assume. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now the, the question to me is: Did Christina tell her to buy the house? 
I think there's some there's a lot of influence. There's a lot of stuff that's happening, and I think like the Sons of Adam and Christine, Christine, Christina, Christine are really influencing Christina. W- what's going on with this family because you know you go back to episode two and the throwaway line from uh, Uncle George that like oh well you know he may be my son. Right? No, no. It was uh, he's, he might not be your. He didn't right, say he, he right, doesn't say you're, right. You might be but it's 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 implied it could be Uncle George's son, right? There's an implication there. And where does that come from? That comes potentially from the vision that he had, where he saw the deceased his deceased lover, mm-hmm. who we don't know, who could potentially be um, Tick's, Tick's mom. mom. And so they're influencing stuff. They're influencing these certain types of things, right? Uh, and I think it's the same thing here. They're, they're trying to influence not just their personal lives, but like the ultimate goal. There's also, uh, this is kind of a, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but um, halfway through the episode, you remember the aunt, Aunt Hippa, Hippolyta. Hippolyta. Yeah, the wife, right? Yeah, so she goes up to one of the rooms on the top floor, and there's this big type of. Um, oh, that's right. Uh, what's it called? An ornery? Yeah, like a, it's a like a thingy. a thingy. It's like a, the solar system. Yeah, right? it's a stargazing thing, right? Yeah. If you notice at the end of the episode when the racists come in, they go into that same room. It's gone. It's gone. Yep. Uh, and she's like known as a stargazer and stuff. Um. So now you have to wonder, like, Christina wanted that house. She wanted potentially this character to go there, potentially to get that artifact for a specific reason. So I think there's a lot of strings being pulled, not just on Tick, but this entire family yeah. and this entire group of people um, yeah. for whatever, I think, Christina's nefarious she's, her plans spell. are. Yeah. I, think, I think she's clearly trying to put together this powerful spell. Well, And that's my question to you guys. Is she good or is she evil? She's because evil. episode two, you get more good vibes, but this, you know, right at the end, you definitely get bad vibes. She was bad in episode two. Uh, I think I think she's clearly out for herself. She's got her own plans, her own agenda. That's maybe separate from the Sons of Adam, but I don't think they're they're still nefarious. They're still, you know, they're still not great. Uh, she clearly wants what she wants, and she's willing to manipulate other people. How good can you be? So Christina also at the end of the episode, uh, Atticus goes looking for her. He holds a gun out to her, and he clearly wants to either threaten or actually shoot her to get her away from his family. Mm. Um, and she gives this whole spiel about how her father had a spell, the um, immortality spell. Yeah. Does do? I'm assuming she has it now, or does she have some kind of other spell that prevents, like... Well, she. it sounds like she wants the whole tamale, right? So she's talking about getting the entire book, book yeah. or in the cipher or whatever mm-hmm. to, to get the whole thing. I don't know if she has the invulnerability spell or whatever it was. But I, it sounds like she's after a lot more than just that anyway. I would assume that she does because I think she's been alive for a while, I would assume. Um, just based off of the conversations in episode two where Adam had seemed to be alive for a long time. Mm. Uh, I'm sure he passed it down or shared it or, or something um, with the spell. What I find interesting is there's a there's a line that she says where it's like, most are lucky to kind of come up with one spell or, you know, invent one spell. Do we think by the end of this season, we see Tick come up with a spell? Potentially yes. a resurrection. Yeah, I think he is. And I think he's going to try and bring or he's going to attempt like the long, long play um, prediction or whatever for the season. Yeah, he's going to come up and try and figure out like a resurrection spell for George. his uncle, for Uncle George. Uncle George. Um, 
Speaking of Uncle George, and then obviously his brother um, Montrose. Montrose. Montrose, played by obviously Michael Kenneth Williams. Um, we didn't see a whole lot of him this episode, just more brooding and being kind of annoyed and, and drinking himself silly. Well, just more development. Like we we see the relationship between him and his his son Tick, and it's not very good at all. <laughs> it's, not, it's not great. It's not great. It's not great. We saw a little bit with him and um, um, Hippolyta uh, coming by coming by the uh, the house to you know uh, teach his niece how to swing the bat uh, and everything. So. I think what I like about this show is, you know, it's there's a lot of seeds being planted for stuff as it's going on, and I think that was a lot of his character um, this week in terms of, you know, here's where he's at. Because he's clearly, you know, him and Tick are of the main characters. I guess Aunt, Aunt Hippo, Hippolyta is a main character, but of the characters we've seen the majority in these first three episodes, they're obviously hugely affected by the death. Like, that's his brother. He held him in his arms as he died. And he's clearly not taking it well. Um, so you just kind of have to wonder, because he clearly has dealt with a lot of pain mm-hmm. uh, in his life. So what's kind of, what's co- what, you know, is there going to be more tragedy that befalls this character? And the answer is yes. Oh, I honestly, when we went into this episode, I honestly thought, and I kind of ruined this for myself, but whatever. I honestly thought that um, Letty... Um, June Smelt, Smoltz character. Journey Smollett. Journey, wow, not even close, Rob. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Journey uh, Smelt. Smollett. Smollett. I can't, I'm terrible at names, That's so I'm okay. just going to give Just up. call her Journey. Journey. Um, so Letty's character. I actually thought she was going to die in this episode. Again? Like, and and she like stayed <laughs> and stayed dead this time yeah. because, you know, Uncle George, like I thought he was going to be throughout the entire uh, series. Um, but then I pulled up uh, IMDb. And the more I'm looking at IMDb, the more I'm like, I should really stop looking because the there's another piece in here where I'm like, wow, just kind of ruined that for myself. So that's great. You can see oh. how many episodes are in? Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I can tell well, you if you guys want. I, IMDb is not always official. So. That's true. That's so, true. So IMDb is a generally good indicator, but there's been a lot of red herrings. Like, Would you guys like to hear the one that I saw? Sure. So, and you know, once again, for those listening, watching, big spoiler here for Lovecraft Country. But supposedly, according to IMDb, uh, the actor that plays Uncle George, so Courtney B. Vance, Vance yeah. he's listed as seven episodes, mm. which would mean this episode, which we didn't see him in, would be the episode he's obviously not listed as. And then the fourth episode, supposedly he's going to return. Or it could very well be a flashback, too. Well, is there eight or ten episodes in the show? I believe it's eight because Atticus is listed for eight, Letty's listed for eight, some other ones are listed for eight. I think it's only eight episodes. I don't think he's going to come back alive. I think there's going to be a lot of teases. There's going to be the characters trying to bring him back through supernatural means, but I don't think he's coming back as alive or in the same way or uh, for very long if he does come back. Speaking of George, we've got to talk about the Ouija board. What did oh, yeah. that spell out? It was George, and then what was oh, the second? Is have, dead? No, I have the... Um, no, it was a different word. It was like George... Cause so they typed it out on the Ouija board, right? It was George. I thought it was word? George is dead. I believe it. So um, this comes from theguardian.com. <laughs> but uh, one of the notes they have in here is, uns- uh, quote, is, unsettled by that Ouija board scene, Emmett Till was indeed from Chicago and was lynched in Mississippi in late August 1955. So did it spell out Emmett Till? Oh, maybe. I thought it spelled out George because the daughter it, freaks out. Yeah, yeah. The, the first George's word is daughter, George. George's daughter is like, Cause like it, that's not funny. Because they ask, they ask like, "Who is this, George?" 
right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, was there a question after that? I thought it just said George is dead. That's what I thought it said. Mm. Yeah, I didn't think it said that because I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. Uh, anyways, George is in the house. So the other question that I had for everyone was, episode one, you're kind of introduced into this world of, you know, racism, magic, <laughs> yeah. spaceships, Cthulhu, what a co- what a Cthulhu war, yeah. all of it. Episode two kind of flipped itself on the head a little bit where it was all about magic, but just hardcore magic racism. Um, episode three kind of got a little bit more normal in the sense of the characters are moving on with their lives, but there's this higher power, this other thing that's kind of influencing them, which is the Sons of Adam, essentially. Do we think the show is kind of finding its place now in terms of, not that we can expect what's going to happen week over week, but do we think there's the, are we seeing the formula being laid out? Or is this going to go the kind of the, the route of Westworld where it's... Blah, 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 blah. Uh, That's scientific, by uh, the way. I think I think this show is kind of presenting like a classic story, right? If it is eight episodes, I think you know you have your rising action. You kind of have like the what is it like the three or the five plot points, like the big turns is what, that's what they call them. Mm. And I think like your first two episodes, you had kind of the situation, you had the turn, and I think you're kind of being set up for another turn potentially in episode four, right? Um, I don't think this show is ever going to settle you into, like, this is how it's going to be. I think you're seeing kind of, like, here's this event that happened to these people, and this is what happens, right? So, like, these characters have been introduced to this world of magic, and now we're seeing, like, what the end result is, essentially, from that. Right. Um, Because this episode, you know, to me, you know, I heard from a lot of people, like, oh, my God, is this show going to be insane every single week? I'm like, "Uh, I mean... Stories generally aren't that way, right? You always have kind of the the um the calm before every storm, right? So you have the you have the big event and then you have kind of the regroup episode. And this was kind of the regroup episode. Still nuts. Of, still nuts. Yeah. But it was still it was still a, a chance to kind of reset where you were. You the reason they had that time jump is to see how the characters have kind of reacted, where they're at from this big event. And then I think you're going to get another big event, essentially, to kind of propel the characters forward more. Or another time jump, potentially? Uh, yeah, potentially, for sure. Okay, I like that. Christian? Predictions? Yeah. Pain. Nice. Christian, was uh, <laughs> Lovecraft Country Season 1, Episode 3 good? Yes, it was. It was good. I uh, I actually really enjoyed this episode. I liked it because it was, even though it is progressing the story of these main characters... At its heart, the episode by itself was a classic ghost story, which I really liked. And uh, I have a feeling they'll probably do more of that as we go on. We get, get some classic, maybe it'll be a classic alien story or a classic, you know, classic story, but that's still intertwined with the larger plot overall. Yeah, I am waiting for aliens. That would be cool. Yeah. There has to be aliens because we saw that in the intro. And there are so. not aliens and we're very upset. Yeah, we'll see. Like, I will cry. Yeah. I need aliens, man. Arjuna. Skip me. What? Wait, you asked me. Arjuna, <laughs> was Lovecraft Country season one, episode three, good? It was good. I would say it's the second best episode of the series <laughs> uh, behind episode one, but ahead of episode two. Nice. But they're all very good. I, I think nice. the whole show has been really good so far. We agree finally. Um, wow. Wow, wow. I agree with that order too. And yes, it was good. Nice. I think, uh, hold Boom. On. <clears throat> Ravi, was Lovecraft season one? Episode 3, Rise of Cthulhu. Good. 
Is that what it was called? Uh, it, was, it was not called Rise of Cthulhu. <laughs> I got you guys going, though. Oh, I? you did. You did. <laughs> it's actually called uh, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. That makes yes. sense. Very, you know what the next episode is called? It's called History of Violence. Oh, that's, oh, a, that, that's uh, the actual, yeah. That's the thing. That's the actual book, isn't it? It's, I think they're all a, based of, in some way of like a book. Yeah. Anyway, to answer Arjuna's question in these times, yes, it was good. It was good. Um, those watching, again, you know, if you have any questions, comments on Lovecraft, or we're about to jump into um, the newest Marvel movie. I'm going to jump around here on the outline, guys. The newest Marvel movie, New Mutants. So if you have any questions, uh, hit us in the chat. You know, we will answer them, maybe, if you're lucky. Probably not. So anyway, Arjuna um, and his girlfriend, Sahara, you know, because we have to, for whatever reason, always say that, I guess. Is well, that she was how? actually on the podcast, and Christian made the joke uh, in the podcast last week. Wow. That, uh, about the infamous, uh, the infamous I was like, joke. I was like, Sahara, Arjuna's girlfriend. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, we should probably stop doing that because she's more than just Arjuna's mm-hmm. girlfriend. She Absolutely. is a more interesting person than Arjuna. So. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, my cat is more interesting than Arjuna. So. Wow, thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate that. Anyway, so Arjuna and Sahara <laughs> got to uh, experience and finally see uh, The New Mutants. A film, a film wow. that um, had, what? They had script issues. They had budget issues. They had distribution issues. There was a merger. There was a pandemic. Um, everything to stop that movie from coming out, I think, has happened. Yeah. Under probably... You know, short of like the entire movie being erased off of a hard drive. Before, Hell, that probably did happen. <laughs> um, and it's so funny that you mention all that because before we asked Juna about his experience, we should mention that according to online reviews and Rotten Tomatoes, it's dog shit, <laughs> which, which is not surprising, like considering what it's been through. Yeah. So anyway, Juna, you give us now your, Ar- Arjuna, your unbiased and untainted review. Ar- Arjuna, before <laughs> you like get into the actual one, so Arjuna actually got, and I think this needs to be addressed, and it is important to address this. Oh, God. Arjuna was able to see the movie not because he um, went to one of the many dumb-ass AMC theaters that have reopened. He got to see the movie because he did a drive-in at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Yeah. So he was in the safety of his car. Driving uh, movies, um, driving theaters, excuse me, they're on the rise again because of the current climate and situation that we live in. So he was able to see it that way. So I have two main questions. Yes. I'm not I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't really care about the story at all. I'm more interested <laughs> in your, your experience. Absolutely. Because this movie was made for an IMAX. There there is an IMAX cut of this. Yep. Um, this was color graded, sound graded to be experienced in the theater. Yes. How was it a movie, a brand new Air quote movie. Yep. In the 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 current cinema age, how was that experience visually and and sound? So uh, the Rose Bowl kind of is uh, is cheating, I would say, in terms of the it's not the stereotypical drive-in experience. Because I have been to a couple of drive-ins. I've been to Mission Tiki, which is further east. I've also went to the Paramount. Um, I'm sorry, the Vineland drive-in. And those are more classic drive-ins that are just kind of standard screens. You get your sunspots, you know, all that type of stuff. It's not a great image. The one in, at the Rose Bowl is a beautiful screen. Like, the color Ooh. is beautiful. The screen is so good, they do showings during the day because you can see the screen really well. It's super high def. It's 4K. Um, visually, the, visually, the movie's great, right? The only issue, the only issue of drive-in theaters, and this is for, like, film snobs, is the sound design. Because you're just getting your sound through your car speakers. 
which is it's fine if you have good car speakers. If you've got a Bose system or a surround system in your car, like you're you're getting a pretty good experience. But uh, you guys know that I have a. Um, you took your car. Uh, I I have a very standard car. Why did you take your car? Does <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sahara have a newer car? Yeah. No, her car is technically older than mine. Oh uh, wow! Yeah. Why didn't you just ask for me for my car? I mean, I could have. I should. You should have because like my you have a nice sound system. Don't you? Way better. Yeah. Like yes, yeah, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah. Uh, but like the so my speakers are okay. They're just standard. But even with that, like the movie experience is fun because we saw. Uh, two other movies at this one, at this uh, the Rose Bowl. Uh, Wonder Woman, the original Wonder Woman, um, the one that came out a few years ago, not the original original, and uh, Inside Man. And visually, like the movies look great. They look beautiful on that screen. So I, I would say visually, I didn't lose anything. And like, it, it's if you can get the, the, the screen quality that's at the Rose Bowl, uh, it's great. Because that, that screen, like that's how you should do it. And um, how much did you pay? Uh, for this one, I think it was thirty-five bucks, and that's just the car, right? Yeah, that's so, the car. So if like all, if like all of us had gone, yeah, still thirty-five dollars. Yeah, if but everyone, if everyone piled into the car, yeah. The issue, the issue with drive-ins and like filling up the car. You, the nice thing about drive-ins is you could fill up the car, but then you used to be able to just kind of come out of the car and sit next to it. You can't do that because they're not letting people out of their cars, really. Um, so you can really only fit like two, maybe three maximum into the car because if you fill up five people, the people in the back are just going to be like, I can't, you're I can't the see. Ba- yeah, you're looking at the back of people's yeah, heads. Yeah, exactly. So you can really only fit like two in the front the, the, the front seats and maybe someone in the middle kind of looking in, into the middle. But so it's s- still not ho- it's not a horrible price, especially to see a new mu- a, a new movie. It's twenty bucks. Like I don't think I don't know if New Mutants is VOD. I think that's one of the few that is not. Um, but it's like twenty bucks anyway for VOD. I, you know, I don't. You know, if you have a nice setup at home and you don't want the hassle to drive all the way out there, like I wouldn't say it's you know significantly better than like if you have a nice screen and a nice sound system at home. But it's still like a nice way to get out and and do something. Um, yeah. Nice. That's good. So in terms of uh, some of the content, obviously New Mutants, we've waited three years. Christian and I are probably going to wait a lot longer and or just not bother at this point. <laughs> um, the big one, how does it fit in the X-Men timeline? Um, and actually, let's let's take a step back first. Who are the mutants? There's four of them, correct? There's five of them. Five of them. Uh, one of them is the sister of Colossus. I've never heard of any of these mutants before because I'm not familiar personally with the New Mutants comic book. Colossa? Uh, no, she <laughs> has her ability is like her arm kind of turns metal. She has like this soul sword and she can kind of like teleport through this different reality. She has a really cool power. The main character has like this dreaming ability where people's dreams kind of turn into real things. That's cool. Um, there's another character who's basically um, uh, the. Who's the character in Fantastic Four, the flame guy? Johnny Flame? Human Torch. The Human Torch. He's basically a knockoff of Human Torch. Nice. So we get knockoffs. His body turns into flames. Uh, There's one guy. His name is Cannonball. He just has, like, he basically vibrates, and then he just, like, shoots out a bunch of energy and, like, moves really fast and destroys everything in his path. That's a terrible name. And then you have uh, Maisie Williams' character. uh, I don't know if they ever called her. I think her character, like, the superhero name is, like, Wolfbane. But she just turns into a wolf. I'm sorry, a what? Di- she turns into a dire wolf? She turns into a wolf. That's okay. 
That's uh, that's her power. So those so interesting. She's like a werewolf. So interesting power. So obviously it's in the um the supposed to be in the X Men universe. Does it actually fit in our you know old? There is one reference to the X Men in this, and okay. the so there you know the plot of the movie is you have these five kids. They're essentially in this kind of um, institute run by this one lady who claims she's a doctor. Uh, they're kind of restricted though because she's also a mutant. She has this like s- this shield around them, and she's like my uh, employ my employer, uh, which is the Essex Corporation. And if that sounds familiar, it's referenced in I want to say either X Men Apocalypse or um, and or um, Logan. And it's supposed to tie into Mr. Sinister. That's what I was going to say. I remember it from the 1990s X-Men series. They actually referenced it in the last few X-Men movies that had come out. Mm. But they never really followed through because their plans kind of died. So the Essex Corporation is what's kind of keeping them. And she's like, oh, you know, you get better. We move you on. Uh, And there's one scene where they're, like, trying to guess, like, who's her employer? And then they're like, isn't it obvious? It's like... And then someone points their head and it's like, the X-Men, right? So the X-Men are known in this universe. So, you know, they know about uh, Professor Xavier. They know Mm -hmm. about the X-Men and the X-Institute. But it it doesn't necessarily mean it's like the X-Men that we're familiar with, like, you know, um, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah, it's so so vague in general. Like, it could fit into that. It it could fit into Disney's MCU plans for the X-Men if you... If you wanted to, right? or or hear me out, it bombed so badly uh, they'll never mention or it's, talk no, about it again. It's never going to be mentioned or talked about or referenced again. Um, I have a question for you. Sure, though. go ahead. If you're unless if you're finished with your current point, yeah. This movie uh, was uh, it looked the trailer looked interesting because it looked like it was the first true superhero horror movie. Yes. Was it scary? No. Did you have to cover your eyes once? No, I didn't. Did you cover your ears? No. So it was, not, it was not. No. <laughs> it was not scary at all. So, Juno, was this false advertising? Uh, yeah. So I actually read about a little bit about the background of the movie. And the reason that first trailer was so horrifying when it came out in 2017, there's a very specific reason. Do you remember the movie that came out right around that time when that first trailer dropped? Hell no, I don't. In 2017? Yes. It Deadpool. Chapter one. Oh, and interesting. The horror, the hor- and because that trailer and that movie was so horrifying, they wanted to bank on the horror on the horror thing. Interesting. So they, they hired a specific trailer house to cut a, a horror trailer. That's just false. And that's what led to the delays of this movie. Because then Fox is like, okay, we need to recut this movie and make it more horror-esque. And then they had these extensive reshoots that was going to reshoot over half the movie to make it more horrifying. Those reshoots never happened because they couldn't get the actor's availability. Then you had the merger. And then the director, um, Josh Boone, was like, fuck it. These actors look completely different (laughs) because it's been two years and they were young to begin with. Um, Yeah, because Maisie Williams was like... 15, 16 when this was shot? She wasn't, yeah, she, you, could, you could tell she's really young. She's, she's like, like season three, Arya Stark. She, yeah, she's basically. Like season, she's like season four, season five, wow. Arya Stark. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is an old movie. Yeah. But honestly, the movie didn't look old, right? Like, it didn't yeah. feel dated. Like, the, 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 the coloring was great. Like, it, it looked like a modern 2020 movie. Um, 
the problem the the issue with the movie was it was ninety minutes, which is how's it a problem? It feels like it feels perfect. Feels like you want to get out of this. You know, no, in, ter- yeah. in terms of in terms of introducing five characters with bro- with these different superhero powers, you ninety minutes is no time to develop anything or anyone. And you got like these just small like little snippets of these characters, and it was just like completely boiled down. And I think one review said like, "Here's a movie about five mutants with the most uninteresting powers possible," uh, and it's kind of true. Like you, you don't. There's nothing interesting about the characters. There's nothing interesting about the movie. It's literally like five kids in an asylum escape. That's the movie. That's the movie. That's it. Um, so it it's sounds like it sounds like a waste of time. I mean, if it's free and <laughs> you're drinking yeah. some milk, Mil- maybe if you're drinking Ooh. milk, you know, it really? could be a uh, no. Maybe, it does. It might be a little bad. scary. You should, you should, say, they, you should you, never ever drink milk. And what you shouldn't drink milk. Full stop. All right, <laughs> you eat milk. <laughs> The hell? The fuck? Uh, but anyway, what, cheese. But what I'm saying is, uh, the only the only thing that could have been horrifying, and I read a little bit about this, is one of the uh, nightmares of the characters is the slender, like these slenderman looking guys. Oh, Ooh. and uh, apparently they actually got Marilyn Manson to voice the slenderman to make the like the the, the monster noises of mm-hmm. it. Um, they could have been more horrifying, but they looked really cheesy. Mm. Uh, the CGI definitely looked a little cheesy there. I, I I just I love I love like when corporate interests are like we made a movie, <laughs> oh look it chapter one is doing real good, Let, let's cut a trailer to look like that. It's oh, no. called oh, pivot. No. Oh no oh no the reception to the trailer is better than we were expecting. We have to change the whole movie now. Oh wait, <laughs> I mean pivot. Just like have a vision and go through with it. So Arjuna, would you say <laughs> was was New Mutants good? Uh, despite my glowing review, it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm shocked. It was it was not good. Uh, I'm gonna Big say I'm gonna say it was good. I'm gonna say it was good. Go yes. You didn't see it. You having a terrible time is always a good thing. Thank you. Just kidding. I think that's one of those I forget who told me this, but where you know we'll eventually hit that superhero fatigue. You know. Oh, we haven't hit it yet. We we hit it. <laughs> we we hit it like over and over and over we've again. Been ta- <laughs> we've been talking about that on multiple podcasts yeah, for years. For years, yes. About I think for four years. years. Um, yeah, but that's definitely one. I, I don't think I'd I'd personally bother seeing at all. So yeah, uh, it I sounds think, terrible. I'm gonna hit the nail on that. It'd have to be like on TBS. You know, <laughs> TBS. Do people watch TBS anymore? Yeah, don't, don't have like free movies. What was that TNT? I don't know. One of those. <laughs> one TV. of those. <laughs> It's maybe, not maybe, free if you have to pay for the subscription of the TV. TV. No, I have Hulu. Hulu yeah, gets all those. It's not free. You're paying for Hulu. Yeah, but I'm, so pay, it's I'm not paying a free movie. I'm paying Hulu for my sports. So if new movies came out on Hulu, for me it's free. No, because I'm paying for you're, Hulu. You're paying. You're paying for that Hulu. You're paying for that new movies movie. Nah, get you out. Should, of here. You should. You should cancel get your out. Hulu subscription. Get out. Just saying. Leave. It will be on Disney Plus at some point, I assume. No, uh, no I'm good. I'm good. It's fine. I don't need to watch it. Yeah. Moving right along to something that actually surprised me this week. Star yeah, Trek Lower me Decks. Me too. Uh, episode four. Why, why did it surprise you? You'll see. You'll, you'll see. Yeah. Episode four. Um, moist vessel. <laughs> Bet everyone loves that word. Moist. 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 Um, this, uh, by the way, this podcast was sponsored by Moist Talas. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but Star Trek Lower Decks has finally presented an episode... <laughs> 
that I actually enjoyed and didn't feel Wait. like Star Trek Lower Decks was just, you know, the Star Trek version of Family Guy. Wait a minute. So I went in last week and I said Lower Decks was bad. Yes. Was that? Would you have said last week was bad? I don't even remember it. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm just curious. I want to see how close I was. I did how well I did being Ravi last week. And it sounds like I did pretty good. I liked this episode. I don't believe you. And here's why. You watched it 20 minutes before this podcast. Uh, I watched it six hours. No, <laughs> eight hours. No. Uh, nine hours before this uh, podcast. Wow. And um, I liked it because it, it hit on some things that I actually find interesting, like spirituality and like the universe being a big thing. And I just, I love, I love it when things make fun of, of that stuff mm-hmm. because to me, I actually think that's, it's hilarious. And they nailed it. Like the best part is when Jake? Jake. From State Farm? From State Farm? No, uh, Tom? Fr- whatever that character. The red shirt. Yeah, well, Even though he wasn't even though it was the the ascension guy <laughs> when he ascends, that is that is the best scene in Lower Decks so far and horrifying because it's horrifying. He's like ah, it burns and he's like I see everything, I have everything. And he's like, wait, why is there a giant koala bear? Why is he smiling at me? What do you know? Oh, it was so brilliant. Part of everything. Yeah, it's so brilliant. It's so great. So um, I just love, I love how it. I like, love it. because Ravi knows this. He's a Star Trek fan like yeah. myself. But Ascension is a big part of like post, like yeah. next generation onwards, right? Like please, it, please give me some back. Give me, give me some uh, memorable Ascensions from regular Star Trek. So the Trek. biggest, the Go biggest on. one has to be. Um, Cisco from Deep Space <laughs> he Nine. Ascends? He ascends. Uh, yeah. He goes with the, the magical uh, wormhole gods or whatever. And now I'm sitting here going like, when he when he ascends or he dies or goes or whatever, he there's a moment in Deep Space Nine where he's like saying goodbye to his son, saying goodbye to his like then wife or whatever, or his current wife at the time, like saying goodbye to certain crew members. Is like, but is he like doing that and then also screaming in agony and pain like? <laughs> Or is it like different levels depending on where you're ascending and who you're ascending with. Mm. I, I I thought it was uh, the re- and this is gonna sound it's gonna sound really weird, but I, I've so I've actually read about the quote unquote enlightenment experience here in the real world in like different cultures, and it's almost universally panned as being very painful because it's supposed to be like uh, your spine and your nervous system basically Melt. get fried. This is a version of whatever enlightenment is, right? You basically you you fry your nervous system. Oh, so Doctor Manhattan, and you're never the same again. Yeah, kind of. That's, that's another. It's another thing. So it's it's very interesting that almost universally it's considered a very painful, not a pleasant experience. That's interesting that you bring up the spinal system spinal and, and the nervous, nervous system. system. Yeah, so yeah. I, I personally don't know this, but you know, if you do acid, LSD, yes. those types of drugs, they actually get um, pieces of the chemicals or whatever get stuck in your spinous, spinal system. Well, focus in your brain, too. And yeah. sometimes if you, like, you crack your back or something like that, you can, like, get, like, a mini trip, which I always thought was horrifying. So, um... Yeah. There's something... There's something... To, well, I mean, <laughs> on a very basic level, your our entire reality, just on a scientific level, Oh, right? God, here we go. Well, no. It's, like, your senses yes. and your nervous system mm-hmm. dictate how you see and feel everything. Right. So, on a very biomechanical level, if you change something there, yeah. you're going to perceive everything very differently. On a very basic level, that makes sense. If you paralyze, if you cut one of your one of your your spinal things, guess mm-hmm. what? You're not gonna be able to walk. You 
feel anything from the waist down. Ricky, you can walk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Uh, so I just so I I loved I loved that he was like ah, even though it was kind of horrifying. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, no. I'm like I'm like no that 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 tracks. That it tracks. also it also reminded me of Stargate because uh, Ascension is a big th- a big part of the yes yeah. Stargate. I heard it in Stargate. Yes. Yes. And it's, you know it's 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 quite honestly a big part of a lot of sci-fi, sci-fi. shows um, and lores and and continuities and I just thought. I thought this episode really nailed the spoof part of, yeah. of like making fun of Ascension and sci-fi and that kind of cop-out type of mentality where he's like, I want it to be like my thing. And you can almost, very... it was meta. It was meta, right? Because it's like yeah. writers, when they kind of get stuck in sci-fi, is like, um, what should we do with this character? We don't want to kill them. Oh, we're going to make them ascend. Yeah. 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 Like that's what happened with Stargate with Daniel Jackson because the, they had a contract dispute with um, with the actor who played him. So we're like, well, we don't want to kill him off, but we can't have him around. Have him ascend, yeah, 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 yeah. It's great, great, great sci-fi, great, great secret stuff. So, so yeah, I the like ascension that. thing I thought was hilarious because yeah, like Arjun said, that's a big Star Trek sci-fi thing. The generation ship, I thought that was a super cool, interesting, just piece of Star Trek lore and history where they find this generation ship where they've got a a, a some kind of chemical that when it touches metal, um, will like. What was it? it? It grows organic, essentially, right. which is super, super, super cool. There's that piece. And then there's also the other piece, which goes back to the whole idea of like the second rate um, or like, you know, the the, the, B, the B team, the C team yeah. going and like basically moving stuff. The other commander um, wanted to be better off than the main commander of the um where is the their Ceratos. ship yeah Ceratos. the Ceratos. Yeah. which so all all these names the ships mm-hmm. um Sahara pointed this out to me are california towns really <laughs> this makes sense yeah <laughs> like like they like they like they're all like california towns or wow. like american um that like, makes sense uh, like american states or whatever yeah so, huh interesting it's funny interesting uh, but no, there was a, overall it was a fun episode. It was. It was definitely didn't feel like something you just kind of put on and forget. Like you actually kind of you didn't have to pay attention, but it was like fun, interesting. The other big thing is like we got a lot more of the mother daughter relationship for uh, mm. Mariner, um, <laughs> basically bumping her up to what was it lieutenant, mm. um, trying to get her to quit, trying to get hilarious. her to quit so by transfer. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. I, so one thing I'm a little confused about. Does the com- the captain's uh, commanding staff know that Mariner is the captain's daughter? I think so because the um, the second in command, the commander, yeah, the commander, he made a re- he. Sh- they were talking about Mariner, yeah. and he made some kind of comment or something, and he sh- there was like a moment where he gave- they each gave each other like an eye look or something or interesting something like that. So I think they're aware. Right, because we obviously know that the other main characters don't know. No. Yes, that the lower decks don't. The know. lower decks don't know that that Mariner is the daughter. Because you know that'll piss deck. off. Uh, what's his face? Yeah, Brad is it Ensign uh, Brad? I forget what his yeah, name is. Yeah, the purple hair guy. Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. Ensign Brad um, Boimer. Well, yeah, Boimer. Boiner, played by Jack Quald. Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> Quaid. Dennis Quaid's son. Oh, is that really Dennis yeah. Quaid's son? Yeah, he's oh. also in The Boys. He's the main character in The Boys. Oh, yeah. that's right. Uh, that wait, guy. that's Dennis Quaid's kid? Yeah. Did not know that. It's yeah. just a younger, thinner version of him. Yeah. Aren't we all just a younger, thinner it, version I, of our I think Meg Ryan, Meg, Ryan, Meg Ryan is, uh, yeah. is uh, yeah. his mom, Yeah. which is crazy. I didn't know they even had a kid. They had a kid, and his name was Jack. Jack Quaid. Jack Ryan? Jack Quaid. And wow. then the, the voice of Mariner is the... Um, yeah, Tawny Newsom? Yeah, who was the pilot in... Uh, in uh, oh. 
Space Force. I'm going to say right now, she's way better in Lower Decks because Space Force as a whole is garbage. So you can't get past <laughs> anything. I cannot yeah, get past That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I think good stuff. Hopefully, they can continue pushing it along and giving us more episodes like this. We only have six episodes. Yeah. So we just need six great episodes and I'll be happy. But you know, am I saying this right? Yeah, I know. So, just those listening and watching, we usually have an outline going. Oh, why did I? Put where we no? put like <laughs> if we say it's good or not, and we're going to put no. Here he put his no, no, no. Decks. I meant to put that under new mutants. That wow, was, uh, that was no, that's subliminally, yeah, unconsciously. Why didn't you like it, Arjun? You no, I did. Bad. I really liked this episode. It was, uh, it was somewhere between the first and the fourth best episode of Lord <laughs> Lord <laughs> Oh, it's pretty it's good. in the top five, that's for oh, sure. It's man. in the top ten uh, <laughs> of Ar- the season. Is it top twenty though? I uh, don't know. Or so Arjuna was Lower Decks season one, episode four. Good. You know, despite uh what I just said, I'm gonna have to say yes. Wow. It was I'm shocked. Good. Uh I enjoyed it. And keep the meta references, because that's uh, you know, I think especially with animated shows in today's world, like meta references and just kind of building off of yourself is what is a successful cartoon. And I think this show is doing that pretty well. Mm. Ravi was the Lower Decks season one, episode four. Good. Let's uh, you should tell ask me again. Remember the episode name is uh, Star Trek Lower Decks and the episode is titled Moist. Vessels. I'm only doing this to actually annoy one, a particular user listening. Um, I think I know who. Because they hate that word. Moist. Moist. Okay, here we go. Yes, thank you. Was Star Trek Lower Decks Season 1, Episode 4. Moist. <laughs> Wait, what was it? Moist. Vessel. <laughs> All right, I'll start again. I could get no, no, just, moist. just Moist vessels. There we go. Good. Yes, it was good. Christian was Star Trek Lord Dex. Moist vessel, good. Moist vessel or moist vessels? Moist vessel. Oh, one moist vessel? Was yeah, it two moist? It was one Is moist, it moist vessel. Eye? It was well remember that the, the, the moist vessel was only that one generation ship. Oh, it was right, very right. moist because uh, it was spewing chemical. moist chemicals everywhere. Actually, real quick, were the so were the people in the pods in the generation ship dead? We no, they were um Stasis? In stasis. stasis. So does that mean they're dead? No, they're in stasis. Yeah, but they said they were zombified. They said mummified. Yeah, so that mummified would mean you were dead. I think it was just a <laughs> fun term. I want to see what happens to them. Spinoff. I want to see what race it is. Klingon. Could be. Probably not. Anyway, Christian, was it good? It was good. Excellent. It was. Excellent. But what? hey, guys, real quick. Let's go back around and ask <laughs> if the episode was moist enough. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. Before we get out of here, we have obviously our our batch of was it news and a couple of fun things. We're kind of going a little uh, little 80s, 90s on this news here. Let's start with the 80s content. Mm. <clears throat> Schwarzenegger. <laughs> wow. Arnold Schwarzenegger, our father's idol, um, is going to start a new TV show. When is that man going to learn to retire his car- and just enjoy his life? His career has fallen to a new low if he's doing TV. I'm just saying. No or, or, he's re- or he's realizing that everyone's watching TV shows, air quotes. So or he's trying to capture on the Cobra Kai uh, train well, where so, you, you remake 80s things. Well, so there's no network has been announced for this show. He's just been announced to be the co-lead where he is playing a grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Terminator? He's playing a grandfather? Yes. That's insane. That's he is a grandfather now. He does have grandchildren. Grandchild? 
What do you want? Great grandkids. I know Chris Pratt and his daughter Catherine Schwarzenegger had a child together. Are you sure? Are you sure yes. he's playing a grandfather? Because it says here, created by Scorpion creator Nick Centora, the series is said to be a global spy adventure with a father, with a father Schwarzenegger and daughter at the center of the story. I thought it was grandfather, but maybe, maybe grandfather to me sounded way more interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Now that it says father, I don't really care. It should, yeah. be, it should be grandpa and granddaughter. That yeah. would be interesting, right? And then, like, the parents are basically, like, just some normal, boring, like, I was going to say accountants, but our father's accountants. <laughs> 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 that feels so, mean. Sorry, Dad. Uh, anyway, I mean, I think that would be interesting. It's it's being shopped around, you said? Yeah, it hasn't been. I think uh, I think the studio is Skydance. Um, who did Terminator, the last couple Terminators. He has a good relationship with them. Uh, so he's doing this show, and he's, you know, clearly needs the pay or wants the paychecks. You should do it on TBS. Wrong. No. I, you all, know, all, all access. He yeah. should do it. He should do it on YouTube Red. Because <laughs> that <laughs> thing is still around. <laughs> so speaking on the, uh, you know, the 80s hype train here, Celeste Stallone, who once again doesn't understand how to you know, retire and enjoy life. What is it with these old eighty stars just not just just go sit on the beach? They like, they they enjoy their work. I don't I when they sit when they sit on the beach they're stressed. They enjoy when they're making steroids. really bad action movies, they're happy. Okay. <laughs> so Stallone is doing a director's cut of Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> and at first Arjuna when you were filling this out, it says no more robot. I thought it you was a typo and said no more reboot. But there was going to be a robot? No, no. So you remember the infamous scene in Rocky IV at the beginning where <laughs> the robot comes out and says, Happy birthday, Sully? Yes. Pa- to the Polly, brother? Polly. Polly, right. They, get, yeah. they basically get Polly a, a robot. Right. Yeah. He's cutting that. They're cutting that part. The they, entire scene. They're cutting this, the robot. He's like, there's no more robot. He said it doesn't fit anymore. He doesn't like it anymore. Which indicates he did like it at some point yeah. to put it into the movie. I was mean, he the director of Rocky Four? Yes, I think he was the director of that. two, three, and four. Right? He was the director of quite a few and five of the bad ones. Six and seven? No, actually, five was the original director who did the first one. Oh, but sure. it was so bad though. Is yeah. five where he trains Has, his kid? Mm, or is that six? He trains. He doesn't train his kid, but he trains. A, he trains this, a guy like, who asshole. like betrays him, and then he fights him in the street. Blonde mullet, I think. Yeah, it, it's it's horrible. Yeah. Okay, so no, so the big one out of that is just no more robot. Yeah, but I want to I want to bring up the fact that I think ever since this Zack Schneider director's cut yes. got oh announced, I feel like every director is now like puffing out their chest and like I could I should do a director's cut of my movie. Yeah, and now you know Sylvester Stallone claims it because this is coinciding with the thirty fifth um, year anniversary of the release of the movie. But my question to you guys is now, is everyone going to get an idea to do a director's cut? And if so, which director's cut of your favorite movie do you want to see? And that Shyamalan signs. Ooh, that's <laughs> director's a, cut. That yes. is a great <laughs> now, now with more crazy Mel Gibson and, and Merle. But, but, but the director's <laughs> cut has to have a three shot of M. Night Shyamalan, Joaquin Phoenix, and Mel Gibson in a room together discussing the movie. <laughs> I would, I would pay money for that. I would pay money, I'd pay a lot of to, money to for watch that. those three dissect <laughs> today, signs. Today. Uh, anytime. I don't care. I would pay $20 to see that. I really would. And I they, think for me. That's funny because they all went kind of crazy after that movie. Uh, if you yes. think about it. And that Shaman did go crazy. Well, he made crazy movies that sucked. Joaquin Phoenix didn't go crazy. 
Uh, what? He made a movie where he shit in someone's mouth. Yeah. What movie? The, the, the mockumentary uh, where he became a rapper. I'm he still shits here? in someone's no. mouth. Is that, is that I'm still here? Uh, I'm still here. Yeah, uh, yeah something yeah, like that. It, it's, he shits, he no, shits I've seen in the movie. Guy. I don't remember him he shitting in someone. He does. He, does. he, no, he posts on his bed disgusting. to someone. I remember watching that. I was like, yeah. oh, God, yeah. it's happening. It's, uh, Casey Affleck's in that movie. Yeah, because Casey Affleck and him were friends. They were friends? Because Casey was married to his sister, but then he had a domestic abuse thing yeah. with his sister and I don't think they're friends anymore. Well, that good. would make <laughs> sense. I think for me, the movie that I think I would need a director's cut for would have to be uh, Extraction. Star Wars. Empire Strikes Back. No. Triple Frontier. No. Oh, fuck. Uh, fuck off. Absolutely. Fuck Triple Frontier. <laughs> oh. You know why? Why? Because uh, uh, the movie is so good. Oh and I just God. want to see its pot- full potential. I'm going to go full DC here, and I say, I want to see the David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad. Get out. They clearly didn't take this serious, so we're moving on. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to let Arjuna... So Big Mouth, Arjuna, I know you're a big fan of that, so I'll let you bring up this news because I'm going to uh, ruin the names here. Well, I might too. But um, Jenny Slate, who played the original... um, originally played the character of Missy, voiced the character of Missy, was announced earlier this year that she would be stepping down from the role uh, and letting a black actress take the role. They have cast that the actress, it is, um, bear with me here, Ayu Edebiri, uh, replacing Jenny Slate. She's not just a voice actress, though. She is also a writer, and she's actually coming onto the show as a writer. Now, when this was first announced, um, Nick Kroll and the other creators of the show announced that most of the lines had been recorded for season four, so people assumed um, that um, the new actress would be taking on the role in season five. Season The new season, season four, is going to drop probably in the next few weeks. Hmm. has not been officially announced yet. But it was actually revealed today that um, the new voice actress, Ayu, um, helped write the new season and actually is taking over for the last two episodes. And it's going to be a story reason, reason why her voice changes. And that's probably due to puberty. Yeah, that because works the, perfectly. Because the show, right, the show is about, yeah. uh, you know, uh, like Kids. middle schooler and high schoolers kind of going through puberty, uh, preteens and, and all that type of fun stuff. Is Big so. Mouth the show where the hormones or the emotions yes. are? Yep. That is a really raunchy show. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah. could you watch that, Joe? You're not old enough. Thanks, uh, thanks, old man Krishna. I'm just saying. Krishna, I'm 28 years the old. The filth they put out for kids these days is disgusting. It's for young adults. What? Like you. Oh. Thank you. He called me young. He's actually not a young adult. He's now in that, like, almost that 35-year-old demo, Fuck you. which is considered old. Oh, yeah. You're like an adult now. Hey, hey. You can be tried as an adult. <laughs> oh, finally. Oh, I've been waiting for that. You can go buy Beer. <laughs> yeah. I can rent a car. And you can beer. vote. I can vote finally. Wow. Yeah. Only took 33 years. Last piece <laughs> of news that we have here is Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion episode is officially happening. Well, that's wild. Via. Who is it via? HBO, HBO Max. HBO. It'll be, be HBO. It's, gonna, it's going to film on September 10th. Is it going to be like one of those like Parks and Rec Zoom call type episodes? Or is it like in studio acting? I feel like it's going to be in studio because they listed a director they're listed writers um they said they're gonna film on a lot in a couple weeks <laughs> yeah, that would that would mean uh, so it, it seems like it's not virtual it's gonna be a full episode it's going to have 
basically the entire original cast plus uh, Jazzy Jazz plus Jazzy Jeff plus they said special guest stars. Uh, no word yet on if the original Aunt Vivian will appear. Probably not. Uh, obviously, James Avery, who played Uncle Phil, will not be appearing on the episode. I'm sure that there will be. That will probably be the center of the reunion, potentially. Something about him oh, yeah. not being around yep. um, and stuff. And the curious, like what I'm curious about with this um, reunion episode, especially the timing of the news, is it comes off the heels that this reimagining dramatic reboot is happening. So I'm wondering if this is going to tie in somehow. If this is going to bridge, is this is this like a backdoor pilot to the next Fresh Prince of Bel Air? I love that. I mean, that would be smart. Yeah. It would make sense. It would be a good bridge, I think. I hope so. Either way, so. it's going to be wild to see them all. I really hope that they keep the same set. I don't know why. <laughs> it makes no sense. Sure it does. But I kind of want them to. But, you know, it, we, I feel we're still going to get Fresh Prince of Bel-Air vibes regardless of what the set looks like. Do you think we're going to get some Chris Paul jokes? Why Chris Paul? Because Carlton has been in all those State Farm commercials. Maybe Chris Paul. So. Maybe Chris Paul's going to show up. Yeah, they, I hope so. They did say special guest stars. Yeah. Like I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to work Jaden in there somehow. Like Will's son. Like they, they're going to try and get everybody. Everybody, because Trump wasn't Trump in an episode. Trump. Or? Donald Trump was in an episode. Bill Cosby is referenced in a in a lot. good light. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of episodes. Um, th- there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting stuff in that show. Do you think they're going to do a direct to camera type thing where they'll say something about like Bill Cosby and be like, "Yeah, we got that wrong," or like Donald Trump and like, Ooh. well, I mean, so I've been rewatching the show and it's. You know, Will does turn to the camera and break the fourth, fourth wall at lot. times. Yeah. So I kind of do hope they do a little bit of that because those are always funny uh, when they would turn to the camera and be like, whoopsie. Whoopsie. Oh, yeah, that, they will. How could they not? So the episode... No, like, tell me. How, how could they not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking. Please tell so, me. So like I was saying, the episode is going to be air, or be filmed in a couple weeks and it's going to air around Thanksgiving uh, on HBO Max. So it's a pretty quick turnaround. But I mean that makes sense. Like twenty the, minute episode, or is it gonna be like an hour. I kind of hope it's an hour special. I hope it's two you hours, know, like a, like a special. And and if it is kind it's of a, a backdoor pilot and setting up stuff, I'm sure they'll also do kind of like a retrospective sit down interview type of thing that goes before or after the episode. So it's cool. Like it, it's uh, it's a great show. It's still it's still one of my all time favorites. And uh, I mean, more Fresh Prince, the better. In my mind. They better keep the music style the same. I swear to God, if they update it, I'm punching the TV. What if it's an old Will Smith doing the rap? I'd be okay with it. I'd be that'd be great. Yeah, that'd it be might great. it might even be better. Yeah, because it's like maybe him like trying to shoot some basketball, but he's like my knees. <laughs> do you so, think? Do you think yeah. it's gonna like? Do you, I d- I don't know because obviously like in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the main character is called Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> do you think though what they're gonna do is like they'll just have Will Smith as Will Smith yeah. with his whole family and like. That's the update. Like that would be wild. So he gets all of his kids. He gets his wife. Like all you of know them. Why? In there, because like, he's the new Uncle Phil. He would. Yeah. He would be he, the new Uncle he's Phil. He's past the age Uncle Phil was yeah. during the filming of the episode. The he show. Looks great. I actually, re- I was actually reading about Fresh Prince. Do you guys remember uh, the character of Lisa in season five of Fresh Prince? The character he dates and then the gets girl. engaged to. Yeah, and short is, hair. is going to marry but doesn't. Yep. Jada Pinkett Smith was actually virtually cast as Lisa, but she was too short because she's like she's under five foot. And Will Smith is over six. Wait, Jada Pickett-Smith is under five feet? Yeah, she's really short. Wow. And uh, so because of that height difference, especially on like a a sitcom type of show, they're like, it's not going to work. So they recast. But it's funny because like that, 
Were they dating his, at the time? I think they were dating because I know he was married and got divorced uh, on the show. And actually, uh, Alfonso Ribeiro, who played Carlton, I think introduced Jada and Will because oh, uh, Carl because the same Al- height. because Alfonso <laughs> <laughs> Alfonso and uh, Jada Pinkett Smith actually went on a date when they were like seventeen or eighteen because they're the same height. So, <laughs> fun fact. Oh, All right, that's going to do it for us here at the Was It Good podcast. Uh, those watching, thanks for watching. If you're listening and you want to see what we're talking about, check us out on twitch.tv slash was it good. We do this podcast live every Monday evening, afternoon. It really depends on Krishna's schedule, I feel. It does. He doesn't care about our juniors or my schedule. That's so correct. Thanks for that. You you're can welcome. also follow us along on Twitter. Uh, we're at was it good and on Instagram at was it good BTM. Uh, we usually do kind of our giveaways and our random thoughts at 1 a.m. on those platforms, so it's a good <laughs> spot to hit us up on. Yeah, and you know, we, we just debuted a new logo for Was It Good, so you can check those out on our social media pages. You can tell uh, us if it was good. Yeah. I guess you could, but it better and our, be our, good. We have a YouTube page now, right? Our, was It Good? Yeah, we do, but we're not big enough on the YouTube side to have a vanity URL, so wh- I'm not going to... Read out the u- u- uni metric whatever code. YouTube.com slash WZXJXW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's find it. Okay. No, do not do so, that. Here Le- we go. Leave people alone. It is uh, YouTube.com slash channel slash UC47TB59BOC underscore PH dash JWB6FV3CW. You can find our YouTube page on all our other social channels. Get us of uh, uh, get us enough subscribers on YouTube so we can get a vanity plate and be youtube.com slash was it good. You'll thank us later. Instead of me having, having me to read that every time. No, I kind of like that you have to read it every time. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's end up with like that. <laughs> Goodbye.